it's pretty funny. The teacher like picked him up for no reason because he can walk just fine. Mm. And he called her out on it and said, teacher, I can walk fine by myself. Mm-hmm. And then she put him down and kicked him. I'm Jason. And I'm Jules. And we, we doing, doing a so movie party. Is that a good one? Is that the news? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I paid a barbershop group on Fiverr for that. Nice. Where are we going to start with today? Uh, let's go ahead and start with the pants of, what is it? Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? <laughs> God, I wish it was. Do you? Because I, I don't know if that would have been any, I don't know if better is the right word, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe it would have felt shorter. Maybe. Boy. Uh, I went through a lot of feelings in this movie. And I, no, I went through like about three feelings. I watched it with Cal. Uh, she loved it? No. Was she part of a Yaya sisterhood growing up? No. Did she? Did her and the other girls cut themselves wearing uh, Native American head garbs? Yaya! No. Hmm. But we definitely came to similar... We both had similar issues with it. This is the timeline, I think, maybe makes no sense. It's definitely not welcoming to the viewer. You really got to put in some effort to try to figure out what the hell is going on and also who is who, because they don't use names all that often, except for Teensy and Vivi. The other two bro- uh, the other two ladies, it's like Carol, I don't Jean. I'm going to be honest. I retained pretty much nothing from this movie. I had, at one point I had to throw my phone across the room because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to watch it. Teacher, I, I can, can walk, walk fine, fine by now, myself. myself. Yeah, that's exactly what I say every day. Okay, well, the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. Yaya. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I, I remember that from the trailer. Like the, I think the old lady's going, Yaya. Yaya. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what this movie was about. For some reason, I had it in my head that it was different, more contemporary. Maybe the lead was a Hispanic young lady. Why? And in sunflowers. I'm getting like the image of like a cover box or art or something that I don't know. That's just what I'm coming away with. There is sunflowers on the cover box. There is. And it's blue also, which is where my mind is going. But I didn't realize, well, I can't even say a majority. It's pretty even split the, between the three time periods that the movie occurs in i don't i feel like they don't spend a lot of time with young ellen burston baby ellen burston you think that's a, a big part of it too oh no that uh, what are the three time periods current i guess current there day. are four but they really get away from her as a young girl pretty quick so it's current day with sandra bullock uh-huh it's sandra bullock at like 12 with ashley judd that's what i was assuming what's your third timeline oh i guess it was her as a young girl is what i was thinking of I don't understand how old the people are supposed to be in this movie. The old ladies make sense. Kind of. Sandra Bullock does not make sense because what is she like 12 in 1958? That's what I'm wondering, right? Because she's supposed to be 40 in whenever this is, I guess 2002. Let's just say 2000. Right. So she was born in 1960. So that should be like 1972 when her mom's flitting around. Right. And it seems like it's the early 50s. Right. But it it is the rural south so it could just be behind in the times but yeah it definitely definitely felt like ellen bernston was oh ellen bernston's in this what's her name burston 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 at the seams yeah it definitely feels like she is too old to be sandra bullock's mother but then sandra bullock seems too old to be her daughter when she's younger like there's a part and we're jumping around already, but when there's a fight that we see, which is a takes part where so when they're under like the fort, and her uh, middle-aged Vivi 
is fighting with middle-aged Shep. And he goes, I'm not John or Jack or whatever. I never will be. And I'm thinking, they've got to have been married for like 12 years. <laughs> and they're still having this fight, you know? I don't think I remember much of this movie. There's not a lot. Okay, so let's just... We gotta do the Let's synopses. just get into it. Yeah, you gotta jump into the synopses. Yeah, yeah. While being interviewed for a magazine, the adult version of Sita, Sandra Bullock, calls her mother, elderly Vivi, Ellen Burstyn, kind of a shitter. After the situation erupts into an idiotic follow, the rest of the Yaya sisterhood drug and kidnap Sita to deprogram her in isolation, stopping short of Black Snake moaning her. Meanwhile, Sita's adult fiance, Connor, Angus McFadden, tries to mansplain her pain away. Is the sisterhood divine enough to right past wrongs? Are they using the word divine correctly? Robert Longstreet should have been the rocketeer. Man, you know, I, I would like to s- just discuss how indispensable to this podcast you are. Because if I was, if there was two Jasons, yeah. this podcast would be five minutes long. <laughs> That's there. I'd be like, I don't know. Uh, what'd you think about this movie, Jason? Yeah, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. And then that would be it. Yeah. See, I I tried to find a a quick cheat article that would detail any broad stroke differences between the source material and the movie, uh, because it's actually based on two books. Oh, man, I I meant to read the Wikipedia about this thing, but I guess I forgot all about it. They say at the beginning or the end, it's based on the divine secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood and then something else. So I I think it may have been like a continuing sort of story, but with different titles, you know, Uh, much like other books. Uh-huh. Um, but I couldn't find much of anything other than a little snippet from an article that was actually dealing with the more racial aspects of the book. Yeah. Um, which they don't really touch on in the movie. And there's some weird issues trying to discern some of who the black characters are. But so from this article, which I, I can't even source because I didn't think to write it down, but it says, uh, so fractured is, um, Sita's delicate sense of self that she retreats to a cabin in Lake Quinault in Washington State, which uh, happens to be owned by a a friend of hers, so she lets her stay there for free. Urged by her Yaya girlfriends to repair the rift between herself and Sitta, Vivi reluctantly mails Sitta her scrapbook entitled Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. The bulk of the novel then consists of Sitta rifling through the pages of the scrapbook remembering pieces of her childhood, and attempting to reconcile her feelings about her mother, which are, you know, shown interspersed with flashbacks uh, to Vivi's childhood and the formative years of her friendship with the Yayas. Bro, can you picture her reading the scrapbook all by herself in the woods? That's No. <laughs> that would not work. I can see how it's fine in a book. It seems like a pretty drastic um, change, though, to sort of, you know, remove the agency and separating them as opposed to a harebrained kidnapping um, that everybody's fine with and uh, then the mother still being on the periphery and interacting with these characters who may not have held much importance as in the book i would guess my brain wandered so much while i was watching this Mm -hmm. that at one point i was like oh man everybody's always writing these stupid books about their childhood this like romanticized version of their childhood yeah i was like "Ooh, maybe i could do that and then like uh turn it into like a killer story there's a killer on the loose right gets gets one of the kids and then i was that's black phone they already did that they did so i I, I, the book uh, is revolves more around um gone with the wind oh why is there southern that and you know um i guess it was popular at 
the time that the they were kids or teenagers or whatever. So they actually go on a trip somewhere else and they interact with poor people a little bit and get a taste of like, because in the book, it's, it's clear that they're all wealthy. Teensy comes from Coca-Cola money. Oh. Vivi's dad had like a 900 acre plantation of some sort, um, which is why he also had like black servants who were probably still holdovers from slavery. I mean, the kid's wearing a Confederate costume at, at, at the brunch table or whatever. Oh, you, you could walk your black Louisiana ass into our dining room. Remember that? No. He calls her, he sharp and work. He got his <gasps> Get on out of here. Oh, yeah, the swears. The, <laughs> yeah, the bad words. I he was is. a little tuned out, and then I was like, oh, some shit's going down. Venomous. Now, here's the thing. And again, we're, I'm going to be kind of all over the place here. But Sita had siblings when Vivi was... <laughs> Whipping her with a belt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where are they? Well, earlier in the movie, when I mentioned they were under that fort and the parents were arguing, it was Sita, two boys, and a girl. But then when she's whipping them, there's only the three. But then when she's hauling that ass into church, there's four. And then after the whipping, there's still three. So that's a little bit of an inconsistency. Shapeshifter? However, the biggest inconsistency is then, why don't we hear from them as adults in Sandra Bullock's part of the movie? You would, yeah. No, they don't exist. Why, the are, they, why would, are they even in the first story if we don't see them again as She should have just been an only child. Screw it. Get them out of there. Well, Because where are they as adults? She couldn't take the brunt of the beating if it was just her. She'd be she extra would. sad. She'd be taking the beating. Yeah. Wouldn't you be know? like, I'm taking it for you, siblings. Well, maybe she has a friend over or a puppy. You know, the first five minutes of this movie, I said, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I was trying to psych myself up. It's like, maybe it'll be like the Sandlot or something. Forever. Forever. Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Maybe this will be like a charming olden tale. Maybe like an Inventing the Abbots, huh? Mm-hmm. And then we flash forward to the future yeah. with Sandra Bullock, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this is probably not going to be... Oh, you know what? I kind of like this. I had no idea she was in here. I forgot all about her. I remembered Ashley Jubb was in here, but I completely I had no her. idea she was in here, too. I had no idea what this movie was. I went in completely glacial right well, i mean i i peeked at it in the last week or two so yeah the movie opens up and sandra bullock is being interviewed i think by the new york times it doesn't start with the it starts with the bullshit oh, yaya sorry, ceremony right. yeah cutting their hands it's yeah so they sneak out they go to the woods put on handmade ornamental headdresses that so also in the book there's a lot more of the sisterhood's divinity because they lean heavily into that native american stuff but it's also like southern like creole almost or french you know because it's in the bayou and so that like weighs more heavily into it and in this it really doesn't they just say yaya all the time yeah is yaya supposed to be something yeah maybe they get into that what that means in the in the book but the only time it comes up again is when uh rockford catches his wife in the yard in a circle of sparklers yeah talking from our vantage point it looks like she's talking to him she's looking up at the camera and then we see his perspective looking down out the window at her oh i thought she was talking to our lord and savior that is who she's talking to but just the framing of it i was gonna say jesus christ but I think she's talking specifically to the Holy Spirit. So they do the thing. They cut their hands. They drink chocolate from a chalice. They give themselves, you know, mystical names. uh, And they all have a cute little reaction moment. And then the embers from the bonfire emerge. And yeah, yeah. And then we fast forward to it's like New York. And, you know, everything's fast paced. And and she's like a 
a playwright and and she's being interviewed by the New York Times, I believe. Now, I I kind of assumed that her mother was famous because we also see her putting on her makeup in the vanity. And the article seems to be about Sandra Bullock's relationship with her. So I'm like, oh, maybe she was an old actress or something. She's just an old Southern lady, right? Exactly. Full of pomp and circumstance. And so she ends up basically being like, yeah, she was kind of abusive and drank. And the writer basically then turns around and releases the article that's like, her mom was a drunk abuser. Now, when she's talking to her in the theater, on stage, it's a liquor store. You you remember that? I was confused by this because it looked like it was like a a movie theater. That some people came up on stage and then they're like, is that what you wanted? Yes, I'm Sandra Bullock. Yes. It is a small stage. And then the sign. Yeah. Right. We then see that later in the movie when she was a kid and middle-aged Vivi took them all in the car and drove, I guess, to get liquor. So I don't know if the play she's working on is autobiographical or just takes place literally outside that one liquor store. I don't know. So, you know, of course, her she sees the article first, and she's like, oh, no, my mom's going to fucking flip. And Conrad? Connor? Connor, you know what? Give, give me a Xanax. No, give no, me a Xanax. No, Connor, no. please, please. Opening please. nights only, babe. Connor sounds right. She is all like, oh, don't worry, Viv. That's not. What is <laughs> that? Say, He's Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, Zeta. Your mother will not know. Oh, Yiddish. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> uh, don't don't worry, Zeta. Your, your mom's not going to notice. Hey. What is it? What is he? Is he Scottish? He's, is he? Irish? I don't know. I can't do it either way. So, boom. Mom. Ah, she sees it. Your mom's a drunk. He's a stupid bitch. <laughs> and and so you're, she, you're both stupid. <laughs> he always has his socks and shoes off in this. He's a foot guy? I don't know if you noticed that. You don't see a lot of bare feet in movies. A lot of people are wearing... I mean, Kevin Costner was wearing shoes and... What's your name's Fuck bed? your couch. <laughs> <laughs> and so, fuck. The mom calls. And she just, <laughs> and eventually she sends Sita pictures of oh, yeah. her with her <laughs> face cut out. No, yeah, it's the cut up pictures and the burned pictures. Like, she, yeah, she went through her house and took all the photos out of the frames, right, and destroyed them and sent the remains to her daughter. Yeah, that's a normal thing to do, right? Who then sends them back all cut up and then the mom does something else and then uh Sita sends her via fedex a wedding invitation but all of the information has been cut out yeah Date, Red- redacted time, names it's just she cut them out you probably use an exacto knife you know and it's it's just all pretty idiotic it's very stupid it's incredibly melodramatic and they're like i'm done with her i'm done with her you know and the yayas are just like oh no we gotta jump into action what do you think about sandra bullock i like her do you i do Okay, interesting. Ebbs and flows. I don't like her when she's all American girl. I like her when she's sort of a little bit more ribald and loose. I didn't like her in this movie. I didn't think she was good. Well, the material is pretty trash, I would say. Yeah, but I still like... Alan Burstyn was pretty good. A lot of people were pretty good. I did not like Sandra Bullock at all. Well, the problem for me is that Ellen Burstyn... Burstyn? Yeah, you're calling her Burstyn. (laughs) Bernstein. I really liked Teensy, the older Teensy, the one who wasn't drinking. The the, the one with the convertible that's Mm -hmm. like if you would have hit it, I'd have punched you in the cooch. She goes, I would knock you next week. And she goes, well, then I'm going to beat your ass on Thursday. Oh, that was good. Yeah. You know, she was great. And the other two were just there. I don't really like either of those people. They should have been just one character combined. Yeah, the bigger lady, like, 
doesn't even exist. No, I thought she was going to be like a, a Blanche Dubois, you know, and she kept saying pal a lot, apparently. I didn't notice till the end, but Callie's like, God, if she says pal one more time, that's going to be another time. I said, your math is correct. And she's got that sheet of paper. She's marking them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's got the gas, uh, oxygen tank. I'm thinking like, oh, maybe that'll come up later. She's going to explode. Or she's going to need it. And, and not it's going to interrupt it. a fight. Cause she, <gasps> and then they go to the hospital and they, you know, I do that in movies. She can't swim. She's underwater. <laughs> exactly. She's got it. And she uses it to shoot herself to the surface. But yeah. Then she gets the bends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She did it to herself. Yeah. It, you know, so I, I, I will say this. I think all of the more dramatic moments, the revelations, none of them feel big. No. Or what would you call that? Earned. The whole time... I'm thinking like, well, what is the problem? They keep going, no, she doesn't know shit. Oh, she don't know, girl. Oh, she really don't know. And you're like, what? What are we talking about here, right? The mom had a drinking problem and ended up in the mental hospital because they prescribed her speed. Mm-hmm. That's everything, right? Mm-hmm. Was she even like a bad drunk mostly? I mean, they they that's the problem, man. They show two or three segments where it's like when the kid poops in the bed that is like the first crack that we see before that she looks fun she runs to the priest right she's like dancing with her daughter that's just it and you're like this is fun she seems awesome you guys are in the life of the party this is great there's no consistency yeah because we don't see the first 10 or so years of Sita's life uh we don't know how she was raised up to this point and the few moments that we see seem like nice it was a weird game where they're playing who's drowning or whatever but yeah there was a magical moment there between them i'm gonna put my mouth on you now Uh uh-huh and i'm gonna stand above you and drip in your eyeballs as you look up at me And, and then the the robert longstreet segment which is later in the movie it's like okay this must still be before she was committed right it's like the very end though of the movie so i feel like it's afterwards when she's come back Th- that's just it it's like but yeah i guess timeline there's no matter. It could be before or after break or change you know longer hair something that can help you like in jesus's son even though that's all over the place you you, you can still kind of follow it and that's a pretty ramshackled movie mm-hmm. you know this it's like this is a big hollywood production i didn't go i didn't mention this earlier but i think it had yeah where's the trivia bro it had a budget of 27 million estimated it grossed 69.5 million so it was a bona fide you know this is like i think that star judd sandra bullock girl movie that i bet you oprah was behind this you think yeah not like involved in the making of it but was like rallying we got this book in the oprah book club Mm -hmm. and now here comes the movie i feel like the the sister pants one similar maybe not i think that's a nice thematically but i think it's about teenage girls it's it's supposed to be about the celebration of like you know women and emotion and but this this thing's just like kind of depressing there's not a lot of trivia to be honest um the tagline is mothers daughters the never-ending story of good versus evil Who's what? That sounds like Annabelle five or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who's the bad guys? No idea, man. And the only other trivia that I had from IMDb was that it was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina at the same time as a walk to remember. Oh, you like that one with your boy Shane West. I should have watched that one instead of this one. Maybe. Hey, here's the tagline for it. Uh, divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. Uh, who's the bad guys? Yeah, man. So God, that's just it. So we, when we see Vivi young, there's, one segment where she approaches the maid who's crying uh-huh. 
And she's like, hey, what's up? You know, she goes, oh, I miss my family, you know. And she goes, oh, my grandma. She goes, bitch, that ain't my family. <laughs> you know, I miss my family. And she goes, oh, okay, well, you know what might make you feel better? If you make me some hot chocolate. And she is just about to lose her mind. She says, girl, you better get the fuck out of here. And she does. But then when they're having brunch the next day at somebody's house it's unclear who that woman is they kind of call her auntie but it's unclear all the the young boy at the table is wearing a confederate suit and then all of a sudden the the maid comes out like hey girl i made you that hot chocolate she goes oh dang girl you know thanks and the kid just turns full tucker carlson on her you effing n-word who the f told you you could come into this effing dining room you n-word and the woman's like shocked ravaged to her core and she gets the fuck out of there, and he's just, like, thumbing his suspenders, like, yeah. I mean, that's the correct response. This is a bad place to be oh, God, yeah. if this kid has this much hate in his heart for you this early. An ability to display it. You in the bad place. Who knows what would happen uh, if he decided to get off on you and go nuts. They'd probably be like, oh, let him do it, you know. You're going to end up in the sunken place. Run. So then the girl gets up, Vivi, and she throws a plate at his face. You know, she goes, you dumb motherfucking redneck, cock-sucking corn swoggle. <gasps> Prissy-ass little mama's boy. Let me see those balls. I'm going to stomp them yep. so you don't spread your disease. You better not like this either. And then the, the woman gets up. Oh, wow. She starts clutching her pearls. I never. And then the other girl hits her and hits him in the face with a plate. Doesn't break his nose. You broke his you think it might, but... And then they giggle and run away, and we never see them again. I th- is that the same... That, that was young James Garner. That's who she marries. Oh, would that be something? Yeah. Because <laughs> we briefly see Teensy caring for an elderly black woman. Yeah. Is it, that her? Yeah. So she's just... Still so maybe it, that was Teensy's brother? Isn't he the ra- the guy that dies in the... In the war? Yeah. I have no idea. That's definitely her. There's right? like one black lady in the movie. Because we see her throughout the movie, right? And then she's an old lady later on, I guess. And they just looking, keep her looking in rough in the bed. Foyer. Looking crazy. Yeah. Crazy eyes. God damn it, I see shit. I I don't say shit. Wow, all these white people here. Where am I? Are you ghosts? Wouldn't it be scary? <laughs> Talk white. Uh and, and and that's pretty much the end of young. Vivi. Thank God. Okay. Except for very later in the movie. So now we're seeing her as Ashley Judd, and she's looking really nice. She is dating Jack, who's going to war. Yeah. Do you like Ashley Judd? I do. Not all the time. I'm not a big fan of a lot of her movies, but she seems like a nice person. She does seem like a nice person. I never thought she was particularly attractive when I was young. Same, the Julia Roberts problem all over again. Now I'm watching this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. this lady's uh, very nice looking. And I, w- I was thinking, you know how movie stars are supposed to be like so much better looking than us? Like you see them in person, you're like, fuck. I, I think maybe that doesn't carry over for everybody. But like a lot of the time, they're astonishingly beautiful in real life. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about young Sandra Bullock's uh, act, the actress in this movie. And like she's doing that dance with her at that you know and they're like having fun and dancing together and it's all cute like she's drinking at that party yeah and she's dancing with her mom yep and i was like do you think that little girl's just like staring at her and be like jesus christ she's so beautiful how is this how is this possible somebody could be so pretty hmm. do you think do you think that's how that is like hmm. can you imagine being like a little kid and suddenly being in like the world of a movie star and they treat you wonderfully and then they, they disappear forever after that well, but you know, until you hug them at the Oscars thirty years later, and they say, "Are you short round?" Yeah, I am. <laughs> I love you, Indy. <laughs> I'm tall oval now. 
<laughs> I, I don't know, because I think we're also gaining the benefit of watching this in a processed product. Yeah. In real life, when you're there, you know, the makeup might be a little bit more pronounced. I always wonder how they do that on set when somebody has to be really close. If like right at the last minute, a guy runs in and binocas everybody. Yeah. You, you think you'd have to. You can't just count on the fact that Regis Philbin didn't just down a you know jug of coffee. Jeez, he's been eating some aged cheddar. Yeah, he, well, he puts the powdered Parmesan in his coffee. It smells so bad. That's what he does. <laughs> and then he lets that sit for a little bit. God, I've really noticed the smells of things as I've gotten older. <laughs> yeah. Like the smell of yogurt is revolting. Sour cream upsets me unless it's a perfectly just cracked open sour cream. If mm-hmm. it's like been in the fridge for two days, mm-hmm. get that shit away from me. Parmesan like the powdered parmesan it's like yes it does smell like feet mm-hmm. somebody said that once mm-hmm. and uh yes i agree food be gross so for the most part with ashley judd once jack goes away he of course never is seen from again or heard from i don't think anybody touched him either and they don't really explain who shep was other than he looked up to jack and was his friend I don't know if he was that guy who came to get her when they were on the bike like you got to go to what's her name's house it's about jack a guy who looks like a child all the time, but he's a man. Because then when she's rifling through the book, we see Shep at a young age. It, it Time progresses in the photos. We see her with Jack, with Jack, with the girls, with the girls, with Jack, and then no Jack. And then Shep is there. And it's not James Garner. It's somebody else. They didn't de-age him. And you're like, well, where did Shep come from? Who is Shep, you know? Jack died in the war? He just never was recovered. They found nothing to indicate where he ended up if he's dead is that way ashley judd's all fucked up because of that they say that you know i think the mother also who actually the actress who played his mother was only five years older than him the actor is that that's the lady with the accent the that's screaming lady. and saying and she kills herself eventually yeah because she holds out hope that he's going to come back and then she just dies all she has to do is find the pieces and yeah then, and then once they're in the same area they'll regrow she apparently has never heard of humpty dumpty but so she marries Shep and then a decade goes by. We don't see. And she's now got four or three kids, depending on what timeline. This Did is. she have kids with Jack? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't think they even had made love at that point. No. Because they weren't married. Well, that's true. That's you know? true. One way ticket to, you don't want, you don't want any part of that sin. No. And so Shep comes home and the kids are playing and she's cooking. The mom, Ashley Judd, drinking. And he says something and she's just honest shit right off the gate out the gate off the jump yeah. from the beaded path where are we going and he goes god damn it i'm not jack i never will be and she takes his hot ass pan and throws it in the garbage storms off and then the daughter comes up like oh dad and he goes well don't touch the pan you know because it's in the garbage probably melting the trash god wouldn't it be great if there was just weed around like mm-hmm. she wouldn't she'd be so much more chill mm-hmm not like crazy and probably randomly tired in weird ways throughout the day. Can you mm-hmm. imagine just being a 24-7 drunk? No. It'd be awful. Well, and they're drinking Bloody Marys all the time. I can't drink in the morning. That's the worst thing. I've I, A few times I've had like a beer or two in the morning, but like, yeah, man, I'm going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. I need a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't day drink unless I'm going to continuously drink, and I can't continuously drink. Because you're going to fall asleep. Okay, so yeah, basically, we're led to believe that she's a bad mother yeah. and drinks a lot. Yeah. We only see that some of the time, which I, I mean is reality, of course. It's not all bad all the time. It's not all good all the time either. She leaves the family a couple of times, we find out. 
She just goes away on a sabbatical. Loses track of what day it is, you know. Can we do this? Like, can I do that? Do I just get to leave sometimes? I guess. She even calls home and she's like, oh, hey, Sita. Yeah, girl, I'll be home later, you know. And mommy's just being mommy. <laughs> she tells the priest that she often wants to leave her family and just go and become famous. And he's like, girl, you need to button that up. I've seen your uh, dailies and they're, you're barely even carrying this movie. Stick with the family. Are you talking shit about Ashley Judd? I'm just talking priest stuff, you know. I think, I feel like Ashley I'm Judd. saying, no, she's good. I'm just saying that's what the priest would say. Take Get her name out of your mouth. At the priest. I think, uh, I, uh, she's great. She's she, grounded. She did, when, as soon as she showed up in the movie, I was like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. we got some star power flair here. I think this is sort of overemphasized a lot when attractive people aren't afraid to do ugly things and be, like, there's a point later when she's catatonic. And she's leaning against Shep, and it's like her mouth is just like... Oh, God, that shit's so stupid. Hi, Jenny, and I started laughing. She wasn't even watching it. Yeah. But, you know, her tension gets dropped. Well, that whole scene was really stupid. It's so dumb, dude. So she wants to leave, but she can't. It's such Oscar bait. Like, oh, she's catatonic, eh? What, are they trying to feed her or something? Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, so basically, you know, to get off of the drink, because she wants to get off the drink... Uh, her doctor starts prescribing her a red, and, a white and green pill that's like 50% dexatrine and 50 cent, you know, malcontent. Who knows, right? And she's just hitting them, shooting them hardcore. And they're really starting to put bags under her eyes. Is she using more than she's supposed to? That's what Teensy says. Okay. Or one of them says, oh, she was popping those things like candy or something. So if she had used the methamphetamines as directed? She'd been fine. Yeah, okay. Productive member of society. Yeah. And she'd, be, she'd be dead by now. I don't think she would oh, have God, made no. it to Burston's age. No, no, no. She would have been Burston from Requiem for a Dream. I'm somebody now, Harry. Everybody likes me. At age 42. Right. So she starts to lose her shit. One night, Seda wakes her up sick. She goes, oh, drink this water, and it's vodka. I'm sorry, I thought it was water. Oh, you know, mommy. Oh, Danny pe- pooped in the bed. And she goes in there, and uh, there's poop in his pants. This is... When the pills are around? Yeah. This isn't just drinking time? So she's drinking and doing the pills? I think... Is she doing the pills? Getting drunk and doing amphetamines? Maybe she's not doing the pills yet. Maybe that's what leads to the pills. I think so. She goes on the trip, comes back. And so she's doing the pills and it's getting bad. And one night she just hauls off and whoops on them. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Pulls the boy's belt off and just starts thrashing them. Now, is that initially her plan? It seems like she just wants them to be out in the rain, but then she starts beating them when they get out there? I think it's a biblical thing. Oh, really? You know, you got to be clean, and there's violence involved. Wow. Yeah, she's really beating the shit out of them. Quite a bit. And then the maid comes up with her husband, and he starts grabbing her, Miss Vivi. And I'm like, oh, boy, dude. Can't be touching those white ladies. You got to, you know, make sure if anybody sees that shit. Yeah. You're in trouble. They take the kids and they run away and they go back to their house, which is probably just, I don't know, down the street or something. And uh, they call maybe Teensy, maybe it's the lady with the tank. And uh, by the way, it's not a, a military tank. We've been saying tank this whole time. She has an oxygen tank. Oh, yeah. But her is a younger person yeah. who doesn't have the tank. And they get a doctor over there and he goes, oh, God damn it. That other doctor, he's a real charlatan. It's a real shitter. You know? This lady's under having an amphetamine psychosis. Mm-hmm. They call him Stringer Bell oh. over there in the projects. Not, not Dr. Feelgood? That too. He's the one to make you feel all right. Yeah, he gives you a shot in the butt. <laughs> it's a little bit of B12, but mostly amphetamines. Yeah, and he goes, so I'm going to trank her. 
with a different trank, a good trank, not a bad trank. And uh, the dad, Shep, comes home. What the hell? Well, she's catatonic. It's just this way he tries to start feeding her. Oh, no. She just needs to eat. She just needs a sandwich. Cuts her up a BLT, and they're just like, uh, sure. Remember when she shuffles in that kitchen? She's like a zombo? (laughs) She comes in. Oh, honey. She just collapses. And he starts putting the sandwich in her mouth. I bet she smells so bad. You ever you ever, you ever, ever do uppers? No. Oh, man. You get real, like, dried out and gross. Mm. Breath is bad. You're mm. sweating weird. Mm. She's going to be kind of nasty. Bugs. The bugs <laughs> under my skin. <laughs> so, and then they're like, dude, don't put that sandwich in her mouth. He goes, no, no, no. It's, it's fine. <laughs> right down there, Karen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not fine. So they leave, and I guess she ends up in a sanitarium for the criminally insane. Because of that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he knows I don't like bacon. And, and she's there for a while, apparently. And I guess Sita assumes it's her fault or that she ran away from them because they just said mommy's gone and daddy's crying all the time like a little bitch. Why does anybody ever communicate things to their family? I don't know. Just be like, hey, mommy, you know how mommy whooped you? She's just going to go away and rest for Mom, a little while. Mommy was on some medicine that didn't make her better. It yep. made her kind of crazy. Remember when she made that spicy toast? <laughs> <laughs> Women and men, too. And But, yeah, I guess they just don't say anything, and it's weird. Yeah, I feel like that's how it was, man. Nobody ever talked about the bad shit. And then she comes back, and that's apparently scarred Sita for the remainder of her life. I think that actually is a big thing if parents th- disappear for a while and then come back there's a real oh my god i lost the word i don't know it fucks you up i mean it could sure but i guess i don't know resentment not had a parent uh i don't know i just feel like eh, all right yeah no big deal because are you talking about having one parent or having a parent leave not just for a segmented amount of time yeah but indefinitely yeah you don't think if you were like 12 or 10 and your your mom left for like a year and then just came back and acted like things were normal. She beat you with a belt and then disappeared for a year. Beat you with a belt, acted real weird for a few days, and mm-hmm. then disappeared for a year. I would assume she went to jail. Yeah. just don't want to talk about it. Well, that's because we'd be living in the- Snitches get stitches. 90s and 2000s. Yeah. But uh, I think I think little kids, yeah. there's like Yeah, a, maybe. I don't know. You know. Because they always say, she basically says that she never had a relationship with her mother. But- we see through the scenes. Yeah. She has a pretty wonderful Shit, one. I do have to jump back because there was a weird scene where Vivi was Ashley Judd. Her dad, that guy that we know. Yeah. What's up with that? Gave her a ring. Yeah. What was that whole thing? Was she molesting her? At, like, molesting? Well, that's the thing. It's at like their engagement party or whatever. And that's and he her goes, mom. Cherry Jones is her mom. Or uh-huh. that's, okay. And he gives her this big ass fucking ring. And I'm like, is he giving her the engagement ring? No, it's just a ring for her being a good girl. I guess. It's enormous. <laughs> I don't like how you said good girl. Well, that's just it. So then later on, the mom comes in and she starts ripping the ring off her hand. I know what you did to get this. <laughs> Whatever you did to make your father give you this ring is a mortal sin. You dirty girl, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, there's some molestation going on here that she doesn't remember, which somehow is causing this rift that's hanging over this entire movie. I think her mom's just mentally ill. Yeah, because the dad comes in and he goes, Now do it, buggy. Do it. You give the girl a goddamn ring, you pathetic Catholic idiot. And he's thrashing her about. It's a real weird scene. That's your ring. You understand that, right? And he leaves. And then they don't mention what any of that meant ever again. She pawns the ring at one point, gets it back apparently, 
and then gives it to Sandra Bullock at the end of the movie. So n- not to jump past it, because this is why we're here. Then later on, we see Robert Longstreet. Yeah, I... And he's a fetching pilot. I thought I missed him. He looks... God, I can never remember that guy's fucking name. Are you talking about the Rocketeer? No, the British guy. Something Barry. Steve, Matt Barry? Matt Barry. He is looking S- so Matt Barry. Stephen Toast? Uh-huh. Of the town. And he's, I don't know, they drive into a field and he's just got an airplane. Hey, he's giving all rides. They're charging for rides. Like, is this organized? What? What is this? How do you know the airplane guy's in town? How does he know to drive there? In yeah, the was, that, was that not part of a bigger thing? I, I thought it was like- a fair, but no, they're just driving up on a field, like tons of cars, and then they just drive around in this fucking airplane and pay the guy money to do it. Yeah. In the book, it's an elephant. What? Yeah. Oh, man, what? <laughs> so Sid is like, I don't want to go up. And she is like, okay. And then they get home, and Sid is like, I want to ride in the airplane. Well, why didn't you do it when you had your turn? I don't know. So they do a whole thing at the gas station, and they get the money, and they go to see Robert Longstreet. I thought she was going to have sex with him. Yeah? When he goes, ma'am, I got to go to Baton Rouge and then fly to Macon, Georgia in the morning. And I've been here since 7 a.m. But I can pay you a whole dollar and 18 cents. <laughs> Lady, a buck 18 won't cover the gas to get us off the ground. <laughs> you know, I thought, I thought it was going to be a Forrest Gump thing. Yeah. That's what it is. Her mom's had an affair. And then I thought when she was in the sanitarium, Shep was going to have an affair with Teensy, okay. whoever was the lady that was always around. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. He has an affair. No. It's nothing. It's in the scheme of things. And all this time, Sandra Bullock is also calling off the wedding with her actual fiance. Yeah, this is like... Because he goes, hey, maybe you should just fucking suck this one up and just get past this. What do you mean? Well, you know, you don't want to have these feelings when we have children of resentment towards your mother and... Are you saying I'm going to be a bad mother to kids we don't even have? Don't you dare send out those wedding invitations. This is pretty wild. She just like nukes her relationship. He seems like he's very supportive yeah. of her. The is only he? sense talker in the movie. He seems like a reasonable Joe. Yeah. And she hangs up on him and he realizes that he doesn't know where she is. So he can't call her back. You know, there's no caller ID. So he calls her mother. Are we not going to talk about Longstreet anymore? No. I mean, he's in it. I thought he was good. Yeah, he's great. I, I mean, I like, I liked him. I totally bought him as like a pilot. I thought he looked handsome. <laughs> I thought he looked like a pilot. He looks like he's of that time. Yeah, he had like a really good vibe. I was impressed. That's why when I saw him in the leather jacket, I was like, eh, this guy could have been the Rocketeer. I just watched the Rocketeer. Oh, is it in LA? Is that any good? It's fine. So yeah, he's the pilot. He's got. A decent amount of lines. He, he, more than I would have expected. I thought he was barely going to be in it. When I, because I, I'm like getting pretty close to this point, and I'm like, what is he in this movie? I was. If so, it says party goer, I'm going to be so pissed. I had zoned out so many times during this boring fucking movie that I was certain that I missed it because it was like the last 20 minutes of the movie. So I saw a pilot, and I'm thinking, okay, so when Sandra Bullock finally goes home, yes. He's going to, for some reason, be the pilot on our Delta plane, and they're going to talk. Who knows? And no, it's actually, it's it, this sort of feels like something out of Big Fish. I told you a thousand facts. Well, it's what I do. I tell stories. Eventually, he, so she does get the money, and they take him up, and they drive around, and they crop dust the house. Yeah, it's so Give stupid. everybody cancer from the DDT. And uh, again, you know, if this is after she's been committed, you'd feel like this would be one really powerful moment that would help rekindle their relationship mm. and not lead to what we're told sort of is a big thing, even though it doesn't feel like any of the actors really express it as being that big of a deal. And she's reading the book and, you know, eventually Connor 
Conrad, Colin, he comes to them and blah, 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 blah. They all make up. And then they have a party for Vivi's birthday where her and Sandra Bullock officially bury the hatchet and the movie ends. Not quite. They bring her in and make her a member of the Yaya Sisterhood. And I'm thinking, why didn't you save this for the fucking sequel? I hated that so much. It was dumb. It was so stupid. Because there's like, it's so tongue in cheek. How about when they drug her in the beginning? Though? How that, about that? That was pretty good. What the? They go out to dinner. Yeah. To like At a, a club? club? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, does this place even serve hors d'oeuvres? Like, yeah, there maybe there's something. I don't even think you you wouldn't though. No. If you went to like a fancy nightclub. Yeah. They don't have food. I don't even think they have popcorn boats or like peanut boats. No, no, there's no food here. Yeah. And not only that, it looked like they just had that one tall table that they were at. And everybody else is just standing around and at the bar and the booths and shit like you would at a bar. The music's pumping. They're not going to let those old ladies in this club either. No. And so they have a cute moment where she goes, I got this rupee or roofie, Raleigh. And she's just, well, she can't take the whole thing, girl. Well, just break it in half. If she's anything like her mother, she can eat about 12 of them. Yep. And then they dump it in and she, I thought, oh, it's not a rupee. It's ecstasy. That'd be good. She's tripping balls because she's looking at the thing and it's, No, nope, but it's just before her brain shuts off. And then she wakes up in wherever this takes. Louisiana. Did you like how Maggie Smith took a sip of it, too, to test to see if you could notice there was drugs in there? I but think, also, like, maybe getting a little bit of drugs, too? No, I think what that was was she was trying to make it dissolve, and it was in her hand as Sandra Bullock came back. Oh. So she was like, oh, I'm just having a sip. Mm, oh, so fucking good. I wasn't mixing in roofies. Mm, grainy. Yeah, and... You know what food they would have at this bar? Like in like onions. Oysters. Olives. No, onions and olives for drinks. That's it, man. Orange peels. Yeah. Fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Fuck. Have a maraschino cherry girl. It's you. God, you know when I would have to make like twists for cocktails when I worked at the bar? What bar? Oh, I, the the local. Yeah. You know, like people would order some stupid drink, and it comes with an orange twist in the in the drink. You guys are having a, a fucking waiter who <laughs> barely washes their hands, ripping the meat out of your fruit, and then twisting it in their dirty fucking yeah. hands. I mean, I'm not that filthy, but still, it's gross. Well, what you don't want to think about is how much sweat is in your food. Yeah, because kitchens are hotter than a motherfucker. So fucking hot, and everybody's wearing those chef and clothes just too, dripping sweat everywhere so you like this movie a lot uh i didn't and it was ah god i don't want to say it like this but it was poorly made the material was pretty dreck well i mean you you think the the movie itself is poorly made not just the script like yeah i think there was some maybe not poorly made it was just made yeah yeah okay that's that's fair you know nothing it's, it was it's like if you made an ai movie these are the shot compositions and everything that you're gonna get it's fine i don't know i think they realized the actress playing teensy was really good and they were like we need some more teensy in this movie and it doesn't need to be there how does she park that car on the bridge like that <laughs> quickly right <laughs> completely sideways as a barricade i don't think you could do that as a bentley too i think and rockford man he was good yeah. For what little he had. There was a point where I'm like, has he spoken yet? Okay, I was like, yeah, he asked her how he, she was doing. Did you watch Rockford? I did. My mom loved Rockford. I watched it with my mom. Oh, nice. They all remade it. Because he's handsome, right? Um, I don't think that. No, I think it was just because it was on and that's sort of of her time. 
I think part of it was because Rockford was handsome. Yeah. I when I saw Cherry Jones in this, the yeah. only other thing that I recall Cherry Jones from is like maybe girls. There's some show where she's like a hardcore older lesbian. Whoa. And like very strong butch vibes. So I thought that's just like that was her thing and then they cut to her in this and i'm like oh oh she's like a very talented actress this is like a million miles from that other thing i saw her in she's one of the presidents on 24 oh really yeah she good in that she's okay i mean after dennis haysbert it's kind of hard to so what do you think of this movie i wanted to make one more comment <laughs> ellen burston yeah bernston burston <laughs> She's still got kind of a... Don't you do it. She's kind of got like Don't a you do it. frisky vibe to her, man. <laughs> just like, I'm not saying I want to fuck her, mm -hmm. but I'm not ruling it out. N you know, yeah. There's <laughs> just like a little bit of something there, man. She's I'm spooky. Like, I, I, I kind of, I like your vibe, Ellen. Mm -hmm. I don't like it when your, your refrigerator is terrorizing you in Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. I don't rough. think about you this way, but a few times in this movie, I was like, yeah. God. She ruined Shep's life, right? I mean, she asks, did I ruin your life? But I mean, she did, right? Probably. 50, 60 years of just... Living with her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She never seemed to be interested in him, although they must have had sex at least three or four times. Yeah. To have children. This movie's a five. Okay. I don't like it. Yeah. Because, like, a six is like, I like this, but I wouldn't really recommend it to anybody. Mm -hmm. Seven's like, hey, this is a pretty good movie. Mm -hmm. This movie's a five. I don't like it. I don't think it's... It's not for me. I think they miscast Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I think they were confused on what kind of a movie they were making. Maybe it was originally meant to be something slightly more loose and... Because she's kind of a sassy, off-the-cuff kind of person. Even if she's reading a script, it seems like it's natural. I don't like her in this. No, no, not at all. And I that, don't think I like her. I, I do, but like, like I loved her in Bullet Train. I thought that was a great use of her. Did uh, you watch Bird Box? No, God, no. I didn't watch Bird Box. That's what it's called, right? Bird yeah. Box? Uh -huh. Everybody was watching Bird Box. People were doing Bird Box. A Bird Box. That being said, I'd give this movie a 4.5. Okay, I do kind of like some of the performances. Some of the smaller bits are fine, but overall, it just feels like a big nothing burger. Yeah. What do you give Robert Longstreet? I'm just going to give him a seven. He was not only good, but he was a breath of fresh air in this film. It was my favorite part of the movie. I was so happy to see him. I did it. was it. good. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's him. You know, it was like, I, you know, it came out of nowhere. It was sort of a little magical moment. He was good. He got to do his thing. And uh, then he left us too soon, you know? Well, he wore out his welcome a little bit when he's like, where do you live? And then they fly the plane by their house. He did. I was like, I, I think, is he going to land there? What do you give him? This is a bad week for this podcast. <laughs> I, seven sounds good. He was delightful. Yeah, it's fine. Robert, good job. Mm -hmm. Boy, I, I feel like he should have been on Roseanne or something. Just get him in a flannel shirt with the sleeves rolled up, two notches. Hanging out with Dan. Well, now he's like that on the Flanagan mm -hmm. movies, right? The Flanagan the shows. The Flanagans. Next week, we'll be talking about Dawson's Creek. Julian, two episodes of Dawson's Creek he's in, just like we had two episodes of Matlock. You know, I'd like to say that that's true, but I don't know. We'll find out. We will. Only here on We Doing Filmographies. Yep. Find us on... We're on social media, We Doing Filmographies. We're on Twitter, Do Filmographies. There's a hotline, 1-800-BIG-DICK. We should write that on the wall, too. 
the number. Let's write that. <laughs> it paint sticks on the wall for the kids to see. <laughs> you can email us at we do filmographies at gmail.com. Sorry, guys. This movie sucked. It's hard to talk about it. It was real boring. Have, have any of you seen it? Have any of you seen it recently? Let me ask you this. Yeah. More boring or just as boring as Eat, Pray, Love? Oh, much more boring. Much more boring? Much more boring than yeah. Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. Not dissimilar. Not dissimilar. Eat, Pray, Love is way better than this. It is. <laughs> and oddly enough, for my tastes, not because of Javier Bardem. I think he's kind of a weak element Yeah, he's the worst element of, in of, the, of the men. Yeah. Is this better or worse than Cowboys and Angels? Worse. Equal, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> At least Cowboys and Angels is perplexing. <laughs> it's <quite laughs> very befuddling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week with Dawson's Creek. Thanks, folks. We Doing Filmographies is proud to be a part of the Now Playing Network. Find other great podcasts at nowplayingnetwork.net. 